Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Sunday, July the 10th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, lionize, which means to treat as an object of great interest or importance. Lionize. I hope everyone's enjoying their Sunday or will enjoy their Sunday, I should say. Uh, one more day before we go back to work. I'm off today. I'm off today. Well, the sun isn't really shining here in North Carolina today. Um, of course, we, you know, we've been having that bout of heat. Uh, real feels 100 plus multiple days. But we had some rain that came through yesterday evening that cooled things off. And it cooled it off through the night also. So much so today, we'll, we're not expected to get out of the 70s, maybe at the 80s. And of course, with more rain, we need it. We really do. That heat, <laughs> boy, we do need to be cooled off a bit. But uh your heels is short-lived, uh, as they say, as of tomorrow. But most definitely, Tuesday will be warming back up again to carry us through the week. So, yeah. The cool-off is only uh, temporary, short-lived. Once again, this is the South. This is July. Just is. Just is. Uh, also, a, an update to the uh, assassination of the uh, prime minister or former prime minister of uh, Japan, uh, Abe, Abe. I believe that's how you say his name. I, I think I got it right this time. Uh, what they found out, he was assassinated by a 41-year-old uh, Japanese citizen who had some or quite possibly could have thought something up in his mind. However, whatever the case may be, uh, he said that he believed that the uh, former prime minister was of, of an organization that he didn't approve of, yada, 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 yada. We all know. It appears now, like I said before multiple times, we can't get along, so we just try to kill folks. So much for being adults in a better society. But uh, he shot him apparently with a homemade gun, and, and of course, you know, there's they're questioning and saying, "How did he get through uh, the security?" They said there was a lapse in security. Yes, there was. There really was. And then also in uh, Sri Lanka, man, <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the citizens are so pissed and 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 they're raising holy hell that they stormed the president's home Friday. Not the palace, not the uh, government building. They went to his home. They're upset about the state of affairs with the economy. Hmm. Seems like this thing, this economy and, and the financial downfall is, is going on everywhere in the world, not just here in the United States. Man. So, yeah, they stormed his residence. Uh, he quickly <laughs> he quickly resigned and evacuated. <laughs> Can't blame him on that. Can't blame him on that. When you got regular, regular citizens that are storming your home trying to pull you out. Yeah, you might want to go and let that one go and, and haul you know what, buddy. <laughs> think he did the right thing? I think he did the right thing. Certainly is a lot going on in the world with how we handle disagreements or just how we handle de dealings with each other. It appears we've become a society, and I mean a society as a whole internationally, that when we uh, have a disagreement or, or can't get along with someone, we try to harm them. 
rather than just stating our, our, our case and moving on with our lives. Maybe I missed the memo. Maybe this is uh, now the norm. But it seems a bit off for me. Just does. Just does, man. Uh, but once again, praying for that that uh, former prime minister in Japan, in, in Japan and his family, because that was that was just wow. That 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 was crazy, it really was. And also praying for the uh, president of Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah, that guy gave his resignation and said, "That's it. I'm done. I'm out of here." <laughs> I can't fault him. I can't find any fault. Uh, hey, we deal with a bunch of nuts knocking on your door. Yeah, you can't beat everybody. <laughs> you got to let it go. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And it looks like he he folded them. <laughs> All right, let's move along here. Man, uh, here locally here in Durham, it looks like three out-of-town uh, real estate development companies have purchased a 10-acre lot in uh, Durham's historical Haytai district on Fayetteville Street. Uh, if you're wondering which one of it, it's a shopping center or a strip mall, however you say it. It has a family dollar over there, a subway, and it's, it, you know, it sits in, in this shopping center along with a, an independent grocery store also. It used to be, a, a you know, when I first came to Durham in 97, there used to be a whole lot more business out, over there. Uh, like I said, the subway, the subway's gone. That is closed down. That closed pretty much because they kept getting robbed. <laughs> I mean, they just did. There was a hair store there. That's gone. Uh, there was also like an indoor flea market there. That's gone. The only thing left is that independent grocery store and Family Dollars. And truth be told, Family Dollars might be looking to uh, leave also. Uh, they keep getting robbed also. No staff. And then people coming in, taking what they want, just walking out without paying. Hey, that's the state of affairs. But yeah, these uh, these, this, this, these real, this real estate development companies uh, they purchased the land. They have it. And it's set to become a, a mixed use office space and residential area or, or functioning business, <laughs> I guess. Now, some of the residents, of course, are applauding. They're saying, hey, that, that this area, I, I work in this area. I work right across the street from this uh, shopping center. This area has has it, it has just been blighted for so long. It's it's it does need some development. It just does. I mean, there are quite a few small businesses over over in that area, um, but it it needs some development bad. Um, it, at one point in time, uh, Haytai, and you know, if I could go back and tell you, give you a brief history of Haytai, Haytai was known as the Black Wall Street. It was a a, a model for throughout this country. Uh, many great leaders came and saw and, and were just astonished and amazed at the productivity that that had occurred there. You had your, uh, you know, the black lawyers, doctors' offices, different businesses, dry cleaners, stores, pharmacies, and then not too far off, you know, you had uh, the black banks and, and, and the black insurance company. So, at one point in time, this particular part of Durham that sits on the south side was was booming and they're hoping to get that back it's much needed in this neighborhood now those that are applauding are saying yeah it's going to bring in uh course commerce it's going to bring jobs more people coming to the area to shop and and just enjoy themselves which is of course much needed and then you have those that are questioning and saying to them saying out loud hey what about are you really going to develop it and include 
everyone that's a part of this community because that's one of the things that has came out the developer said yeah we are we are we're going to include input from all the citizens or most of the citizens in this area but we know as as throughout history and time um there with development and growth there's always some that get left behind that that's just a given it, it just is so i mean we we certainly hope or they can certainly hope that they're included in the process and maybe they will and maybe they won't but this area does it has needed much development and it lacks growth and it has lacked growth for decades it just has like i said when i first came to durham in 97 um i guess i i, I can looking back i can say that it may have been the start of the decline of this area of this shopping center because there was a, a chain grocery store there at one time and then they left and the building set uh, set empty for a while and then in, in came that independent grocery store privately owned grocery store so hey um change is good it just is I, i'm sorry it, it is much needed in this area i hate to keep saying it but you have to come see it, 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 it and this is happening everywhere in this country and in, in, in certain neighborhoods predominantly the, the black neighborhoods they've been left desolate for so long and now they're, they're trying to get things ramped back up and revitalized but you know hey that just like one of those uh people that, that that were interviewed said that you know what comes along with growth is of course some are going to be left behind some may not be included that's progress it just is it, it just is so I'll keep you guys posted on that. We'll see what's been, what's going to happen. And that and this has been talked about for years. Even when, like I said, when I came to Durham in '97, they were talking about it. And there have been some, there has been some development around that area, predominantly downtown, because it sits right off uh, the freeway of 147, right on the back end of downtown. Downtown. So you have one side of the of downtown, or one side of the freeway that's booming and 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 is productive, and then you have this on the other side of the freeway. It's just sitting there deteriorating. So it has to be some development. You, you have to, I can't see them dumping all this money in downtown Durham and, and it is blocks away. And then they just let that continue to just slide into and decay. I, I can't see that happening. So, hey, this is just one of those things where development is going to hurt, but it is much needed. It just is. Uh, hey, I can't, uh, I can't find any fault with it. I just can't. And then, you know, further up the road, there was once a housing, uh, federal housing community, the projects that has been sitting, uh, man, that thing has been sitting, tore all the, the, the apartments down and that thing has been sitting there. I know the better part of, man, 10, 15 years, just slabs. So they're looking for some developers that develop developers to come in and take that also. Uh, at one point in time, I thought someone had came in and purchased it but I think they ran into a little quarrel with some of the citizens. They wanted to know what they were doing. And this isn't going to be, that is supposed to be an extension of that mixed residential and commercial real estate venture also. So that's coming. That's, hey, like I said, this this neighborhood needs it. It needs it bad, just does. Uh, the history that, that comes along with Haytai, it certainly doesn't deserve just to sit there and deteriorate. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. All right. 
Let's go get it. Looks like we have another person that has been charged with fraud as it relates to the health care services and benefits here in North Carolina. And this uh, 51-year-old woman has pleaded guilty. She pled guilty on Wednesday to charges from an elaborate, I got to say it was elaborate, it was an elaborate scheme and hustle, an elaborate scheme. And now, and it's also now an all too familiar scheme of defrauding Medicare. So much so she defrauded Medicare of $17 million. Whoo, good Lord. Uh, she ran two healthcare companies that would bill Medicare for equipment for patients that were non-existent. These patients did not exist. We'll get to that. Now, the companies were, uh, they were billing Medicare, Medicare because they were saying that they were providing back shoulder, knee, and wrist braces and other equipments for uh, Medicare patients. So, so she billed Medicare. Uh, in addition, I guess, into that, that uh, 17, she also uh, tacked up a bill for $50 million between 2014 and 2021. Hmm. Now, and, and this is, I, I got I to just ask, and this, maybe this, this is just me. Maybe this is just me. But when people defraud uh, these Medicare and Medicaid systems, why does it always appear that they turn around with the money and they just simply just buy materialistic things? Because she had uh, two homes. She had a home here in Raleigh and she had another home in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And she also bought a Porsche and several, several Land Rovers. (laughs) Side note, I, I would think if if I did have the gumption and balls to do this, I would think I would invest it somewhere where it couldn't be easily found. And maybe, like I said, maybe that, that's just me. I would, uh, hey, maybe some offshore accounts, put it into some funds that you, the government can't easily access. That's just me. I mean, you had a good 17 or 50 million to the good, but it looks like all you bought or all you did with your hustling and scheming was buy materialistic wealth. I mean, the homes, yeah, I, I can get that. But the, the, the car and the Land Rovers, uh, no, no, no. That's a bit too much for me. It's very reminiscent of the, the lady I told you guys about months ago that was also defrauding Medicare, you know, the one that had the... Um, that the healthcare where she was saying or doctor's offices that she was uh she was billing for equipment that was supposed to she was an eye ear and nose doctor and she was billing for equipment the for usage of of things that were needed for these patients but it turns out she was just recycling and using the same old equipment and still getting paid she had some homes she did she had some vehicles so is that the thing when you defraud uh medicare you just buy materialistic things? You don't think further down the line and invest it? Maybe, apparently. (laughs) Now, uh, this is how this scheme worked. Um, Gotta say, pretty ballsy. She she thought it out, but I don't think she thought it all the way through. Maybe she got a little greedy, just like with the previous lady that I mentioned 
when when she had the, you know the the doctor's offices and were billing Medicare and all she was doing was just buying materialistic materialistic items. Maybe these women or these people, because there's another one also. Uh, I don't think I talked about that one. Maybe these people they just didn't think they got greedy. Maybe money got good to them because this is how uh, this particular lady. This is how her scheme worked. <laughs> She paid companies in India and Pakistan to provide a list of Medicare patients and then would bill Medicare for the equipment she claimed to have provided for the care of the patients. So somehow, some way, and, and, and this, is, this is also came up uh, in many topics of discussion, these, the way the U.S. government or, or U.S. healthcare profession has allowed jobs and, and these lists also to be in the hands of foreign companies and they just turn around and sell this stuff to any and anyone that comes through and asks because she went and she paid these companies in India and Pakistan. We all remember when a lot of those jobs or, or companies moved, that's where they took their database. So that's where the database is sitting. That's where your private information is sitting. It's not sitting here in the United States. It's sitting overseas. So this is another part of the scheme. What do they care? What do these companies care that's holding on to these databases? Very much like you see with the retail companies, you know, they send that disclaimer out. We're not selling your information. Uh, then you find they have been hacked or breached and they have all your information. So that appears to be what has happened here. Well, these, these companies, apparently that's, that's, that's the part of the scheme. Uh, there's no law on the books or, or, or whatever, or what have you saying they can't sell it. They can sell it to whoever they want to, as long as those people present themselves as being in a healthcare profession also. So she paid these companies in India and Pakistan to provide her a list of Medicare patients. And then she went on to bill Medicare. Also, also, this is where it gets sick to me. Also, the companies sent, uh, the companies she held sent uh, bills to uh, Medicaid for, for Medicare for 422 people. That were dead. You heard me. She billed Medicare in addition to all the other people she uh, schemes or what part of the scheme she was having. They found out she had billed Medicare for 422 people that were dead. And that helped facilitate her purchasing of those homes, that Porsche, and that la those, those Land Rovers. Just it. Now, when she was audited, she went even further to forge the doctor's orders to support the billings. <laughs> now, she could get up to 10 years if she's convicted. But wow. Um, I can't think that. I, I just can't think like that. Uh, maybe that's just a simple minded old me. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. Uh, I can't. So she after she got her list. Maybe she went through that list and, and, and maybe she didn't even care. Did she even check? She somehow or some way on those lists that were provided for, there were 422 people that were dead, that were billed. And Medicare kept paying. This is an ongoing problem with Medicare and Medicaid and, and these billings. Because if you remember last year, I told you about the doctor and the dentist that had their licenses uh, revoked or suspended and they were still billing Medicare, even though they were not, they were, were fined and suspended. They couldn't, uh, 
provide any medical care, but they still had the know-how and wherewithal to build Medicare and get paid. So our, our Medicare and Medicaid system, our whole healthcare system is broken. It just is. When any old body can uh, put a, come up with a scheme like this or like those, because there's many more, and there's going to be many more that are going to be told. Uh, just like I said before, COVID, it did uh, shake some things up. And a lot of money was just shuffled out to these, uh, uh, not just the, the state or county ran medical systems, but a lot of these private entities in the healthcare profession. Money was given. So it appears now, or or what I dare I say or think or believe what's going to happen, they're going to go back through in a, in, in a little while and start asking for some accounting as to where this money is at and how it was used. And a lot of folks, <laughs> a lot of folks, just like with those PPP loans, <laughs> a lot of folks are going to get jammed up or a lot of a lot of folks are going to jam themselves up. I, I don't know if any of you out there listening to me understand how the federal government or state government works, but they do at some point in time, even though it appears they just throw money out there at some point in time, they want some accountability. They want to know where their money's at and how it was spent if it's gone. And that appears to be what is happening now. Even though they had an investigation on her from 2014 to 2021. But still, this Medicare and Medicaid system and, and this health profession and how this money is being used and spent, uh, they're going to come back around and they're going to start asking some questions. Probably questions they should have asked before they even started distributing this money, because this is just a this is just part of a long withstanding broken system as it relates to healthcare and how funds are distributed and used. In this case, in those cases, it appears to be so easily. <laughs> uh, I, I, I still say I can't. I don't know if I can think like that. I, I just don't have the ball somewhere in my mind, somehow, some way. I'm thinking to myself at some point in time, somebody's going to catch me. So, I, I mean, I, I just don't think I could do that. I just don't. And for her to build 422 dead people? Yeah, that money got good. <laughs> it got good to her. It did. It got good. It had to. Because if you, even if you were thinking of conning and hustling like this, there's no way in the world you could tell me that you would have the balls or the gumption, knowing that these people were dead, to still build Medicaid and, and do it in a way that you, you really thought they weren't going to start asking questions. And then when you were audited, you continued by forging the doctor's signatures. You already knew you were under the radar. You already knew you were in the hot seat. But you kept going. Why? The money got good. Free money, free fast money. What's the difference between this and a drug dealer on the streets? Free, fast money. Sounds eerily familiar. Doesn't it? Does to me. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Wow, lady, I got to say you got a pair on you. Just do. So we'll see. Uh, well, we'll, we'll see what she her sentence is going to be. Like I said, it says she can get up to 10 years. Man. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens with this. Wow.
uh, the gumption of some folks and how they conduct business. But if you're saying to yourself, well, they got it, they keep getting paid. Yeah, they keep getting paid, but it's sooner or later, it, it all falls apart because it's under false pretenses. There's no good being done. And just like with any and everything in life, when, when you're shoveling dirt around or kicking dirt over something, trying to make it look pretty, and it's, it really isn't, at some point in time, it shows that it's just garbage. It's just bull. And that is what is happening here. Man, wow. Uh, I Dare I say, or, or I really think, like I said, that at some point in time, in the near future, there are going to be a lot of audits on all of this government money that was just given away or has been given away because this Medicare system has been broke for a while. This isn't the first case or these aren't the first two cases. There are multiple cases and there are many more that are coming. They have to. You know how Uncle Sam rolls. <laughs> he wants some accountability for his money. and You, you better be on point with it. All I can tell you, you better be on point. And, and just like I said before, I, I just don't understand for those that that do this fraud and then for them just to buy materialistic stuff. These are items that are seen every day that it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or, or some top notch detective to, to put two and two together and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do you have all of these multiple vehicles, these multiple homes, and you're just a lowly healthcare company that's providing braces for people on Medicare? Maybe, maybe somehow, some way, maybe Medicare payments are so good, but I don't think they're that good that you should have uh, <laughs> Land Rovers, a Porsche, and two homes. What do you have, a, a, a permanent resident and a summer residence? Yeah, because she had one in Fort Lauderdale that was her summer residence, I guess. Man, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. We will see what happens, man. You know, on on many fronts in this world, in this, in this country, we have uh, infighting. We have people uh, getting so enraged and upset that they're going out committing violent acts against those they are opposed. Then you have, you know, some development that is going on that's supposed to bring uh, beauty and bring back productivity to a, a blighted community. And then you have those that are in the uh, medical profession that are supposed to be helping those that can't help, th help themselves that are uh, scheming, fraud. When the world's going on in this world. Everybody seems to be grab-assing, trying to get their piece of the American pie. If this is how you do it, I'll stay where I'm at. Because this is my thinking. In the event that I, I do make it, I don't want anyone to come in and just take it away from me. Because I bull-jived my way through it. And I got it all under false pretenses. I can't, I, for the life of me, I can't figure that out. Maybe some people are, are, are saying to themselves, hey, this is short term, I know, but I'm going to go for the gusto. Well, the gusto to me is, is long term. Uh, something I can leave for my kids' kids' kids to have and not uh, have a memory of me doing something like this and dirtying up the family name before they even get started in the world. I don't know. Maybe that's just me.
Maybe I'm old fashioned. I am. I have been told that I'm old fashioned. Keep up with the times. Well, this is the times. I'll stay in the back. <laughs> I just will. <laughs> uh, damn lady billed 422 dead people. Didn't think it was going to catch up with them. What in the world? <laughs> that money got good, boy. When that when that dirty money starts coming in and it's flowing and it's running and you're, you're making money hand over fist so much you can't count it, you will get laps. And that appears to be what has happened. She got caught slipping. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, I'm going to get on out of here. I'm off today. I think I'll just uh, rainy day here in North Carolina. So I think I'll just sit around and relax. Hey, I got to have me one day to relax. And this is going to be it. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer your feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, wherever you're screaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep it in the loop. And thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.